What is up, you DGens? Hope you're staying sexy. Tonight is June 1st, 2022. Or when you're hearing this, could be June 2nd, 2022. But we got a, uh, a very special treat on this episode of Day Trading Diaries. It's episode 3. And uh, I was originally going to go through a, a few different things like... Um, you know, 50 day, 50 K challenge, some of the Elliott wave things that have been going on and kind of talk about some swings, but we have a very, very special interview that went a lot deeper and a lot longer than I even expected. So without further ado, a man that needs no introduction the one, the only, Keanu Trades. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of going off of that, when you talked about how you started in Bueller and then you started going into and getting a little bit more traction and, and kind of a following. And originally, I met you through a different Discord where you had your own channel. Did it start? How did that kind of process start where you started out at Bueller? Like how did that start and when did that start? So, um, but this guy was making big money. And so I start texting him. Um, he's in our discord. He's just not very active probably cause he already made a lot of money and stuff. But, um, he's like, Hey, join this guy Bueller. He's like the best. He's like, there's so many groups out there and I'm going to help you out because I'm going to tell you the one that was, that has helped me out so far the most. And I was like, perfect, you know? So I got with Bueller, um, started listening and voice started just taking it all in. It, I remember it sounding like, um, you know, another language. I'm like, I don't know what this dude's talking about. You know, yeah. I didn't know what a candlestick was. Um, I was still on Robin hood with the lines like legit. Yeah, and the, the candlesticks on Robin Hood are really shitty too, so that wasn't helpful. But Bueller would stream on TOS, and I was super intimidated with TOS because it's just not the most intuitive user friendly. Yeah. Um, I was on TradingView too on the website. You know, I spent so many nights just trading. Like, there's a bunch of different ones, right? But um, I was listening to Bueller every day, taking it you know, as little as possible as I can't, or as much as possible, but it was little. And then eventually I just learned more and more. Um, so he was like, it's options. And he goes, I've made five grand. I think he said like eight times. And I'm like, what the eight times? I mean, five grand for the year. And I, I would be like stoked. Cause I, like I said, I was flipping 400 bucks holding for six weeks kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just kept going with Bueller. Of course, I got into Atlas and PJ Matlock and and Zach Morris, Hugh Henney. Um, I watched a lot of the uh, Gary um, Notorious alerts. He has a lot of good stuff on Twitter. He talks about volume, how volume precedes price, and things like that. That kind of aligned with what Bueller said. Um, I made some money here and there with pennies, but overall got destroyed because. Um, I was not willing to wake up at, you know, 1 a.m. my time, 4 a.m. Um, you know, I'm on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, I made some here and there, but I would definitely lose more, you know, offerings and such. I was just, I, I don't know. Um, and then at I what point did you, like, really buckle down and decide to, obviously, you don't do this full time, but you, you've made a name for yourself yeah. you've, you've started to grow a lot since i i've met you in the beginning of the year when did it kind of turn around for you and kind of click 
So I didn't trade Tesla for at least the first year. Maybe once, like I followed someone's trade, made a hundred bucks, got out. You're so terrified of it. Um, you know, ter- Tesla's like the big ball stock kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I started dabbling in Tesla, that's when it turned a corner for me because I was like, all right, if I could, it was like, if you can make it in New York, you can make it every, anywhere. Yeah. I had two rules. I thought if I make 10 grand in profit doing options and if I can trade Tesla, um, I feel like I like know what I'm doing, you know? And so I got to like 8,500 and I was telling Dodge, he's like, dude, we should start a service. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to start a service because you know, I'm only going to listen to dentists on how to take care of my teeth. All right. So if I don't have a success story to say, Hey, I've done this. I don't have any right telling people what they should buy and stuff. So once I made 10 grand, I was, I felt good about it, but I still didn't want to run a service. Um, people were just slamming my DMS, you know, they're like, thank you so much. I made so much money. Do you have a discord? No, do you have a discord? No. Join Bueller, you know, join, uh, mommy trades. And, uh, you know, there was other disc uh, groups at the time, like diamond options. Um, so I was referring people out and they, you know, they were telling me like, Hey dude, I'm going to give you, you know, that's why I'm in all these services. Cause like I would give them so many members. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, people, dude, I was, I was just getting flooded with like, I made so much money. Look, I, I'm in Mexico. Thanks to your Tesla Roku calls. Um, and so eventually I was just like, I told Dodge, if you run the back end of it, like, you know, paperwork wise, I will put my plays in a discord. Yeah. But like, I'm not gonna, you know, people's PayPal's get declined and crap. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I literally don't care. I just yeah. want to like, look at charts. So yeah, it took me at least two years with Bueller. The first year, dude, I was just soaking it in. Like you said, you're five months in. Like to be charting and stuff on your own, five months in, I was not doing that five months in. Period. <laughs> like just no. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was on Robinhood for at least six, seven months, maybe eight. Yeah. Um, maybe it wasn't that long, but. I mean, we, I don't even think Weeble was out then, was it? So uh, I, I was trying to so. GOS. Yeah. So, I mean, your, like, learning curve is way more accelerated than mine is. And, you know, I respect your hustle because I'm pretty obsessed both feet in. Because once I started, because me and Dodge had a thing where it was, like, 100 bucks a day. Yep. And we would sometimes hit that by 6.40 a.m. our time. Um, sometimes I wouldn't hit it until power hour. Um, and I still remember this time I was on a fat losing streak and I broke it because one day I was, I was green 28 bucks and I told him like 28 bucks, dude, I will take 28 bucks any day over a red day. Yep. And so I was, I was red must've been 10 days, 12 days, two weeks. It was insane to the point of like, I'm not going to say quitting, but to the point of like demoralizing. So demoralizing. Yeah. And I was putting in the work and I was like, dude, what is up with this? Um, and then I still remember I made 28 bucks and from then I had consistent gains ever since. And I thought to myself, if I would have like quit, I guess that would have been it. So, um, yeah, my buddy's out of Bueller. Um, like I said, he's with us. He does construction up North, uh, Northern California. Yep. But, um, he told me his, his story. He's like, okay, I started with this much money. I think it was like five grand. And he's like. I'm up to 30 grand and my mind was just blown. Like, cause this guy dropped out of my high school. Yeah. Um, and and then, so you started having all these testimonials basically of people hitting you up in the DMS and being like, Hey, thanks so much for this call. I'm in Mexico. You know, I've, I've grown my yeah. account X, Y, Z you got Dodge yeah. and you know, I, like, I, re- I remodeled my kitchen. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks Roku. And, <laughs> yeah, and then so you had Dodge do handle the back office things. You were kind of still putting your stamp of approval, putting your calls into a Discord. But the biggest thing that I noticed, at least when I first you know joined your Discord, because I, I like I said, I met I met you through a different one. Was your your Discord is a very different vibe than I would say like a traditional you know stock option or or financial quote unquote 
Discord where, you know, especially for people that are not in or have a history or traditional background in the finance or, you know, business side of things, it's it's not as intimidating. It's a little more welcoming. Was that kind of something that you were aiming to do or was that just kind of happened organically? Um, you know, I just heard so many horror stories of scams. Like, I bought this course. Okay, so one of the first things I Googled was Timothy Sykes. Not Googled, but came across. And, um, you know, he has commercials. And once you're on FinTwit, you get ads and all this stuff. And his courses are expensive. Like 2000 5000 And I didn't know anything. And I'm like, dude, I'm willing to pay anything if I can print my own money. Um, I never did, but um, so I heard about that. I uh, somebody else was just like, I lost five thousand dollars to a scammer, two thousand to a scammer, and I'm thinking to myself, how do you, how would you even scam somebody? I guess take your money and then don't produce it on the back end. Um, but my thing is like, I do not want anyone to feel ripped off. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a teacher. So my background is teaching. I have a master's in teaching. My uh, my bachelor's is in communications. So, um, you know, I should be able to formulate my thoughts and, and convey them. Um, originally, when I started the Discord, I thought, okay, I'm going to use um, Edpuzzle and Nearpod, which are two teaching tools, to teach options. And I'm like, once I have this stuff set up, it should be able to make passive income. Yeah. Like, people take themselves through this stuff. Now, Bueller made a course right when I kind of had that idea, and it's better than what I would put together. And so I think my strength is being like, I can't do that as good, so I'm going to like piggyback on with him. And I said, hey, can I you know, sell your course? You give me a small percentage, like you did all the work, but like I'm not going to – I can't sell something knowing there's something better out there. I just can't. And he's all, yeah, no problem. So some people come through and they join his – join ours i'm like someone's only going to benefit you know yeah i i have if someone has la fitness and 24-hour fitness great like maybe one of them has a swimming pool one doesn't it comes down to you and, and what you're going to learn and you know like you kind of really went off with your golden goose and all this stuff and i'm like put it in this channel so that number one it doesn't get lost in the chat you know somebody can just go to your channel and see it and you kind of have your own sandbox and people can say, Hey, this is helping me out. You know, maybe you scrap it and go to a, a new whole thing. Um, but like I said, sandbox, because you weren't doing golden goose like before you were doing whatever you were doing. And once you kind of emerge as your own trader, um, I don't know what that's going to look like. It could be golden goose and patterns. Like, I don't know what it is, but I Bueller's system is mostly scalping mm -hmm. and small smaller trades he uses you know pre-market levels yesterday's high of day and he will take like the pre-market high break with volume and hit and at yesterday's high of day he'll cut and maybe leave a runner and that works great you know um and then i've kind of added my style like which i play a little bit heavier and so it's like using his, using mine, everybody puts their own stamp onto something. And that's just what I've, I've tried to do. I don't, I don't know what it's called, but I definitely do heavy, as you know, volume divergence yeah. plays. Um, I st a big turning point for me was I used to click through like 25 to 40 tickers a day. So stuff is moving and I'm typing in NKE, Nike, Boeing, Disney, and I'm just clicking, 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 clicking. And I'm thinking like, which chart has the little um, diamond in the rough and I'm going to find it. And then I found myself chasing, you know, AMD or some chart I wasn't exactly familiar with. And once I was like, all right, this week I'm just going to play Roku. I'm just going to play Facebook, Apple, whatever I picked that week, like two tickers. I was just so much more profitable because I would just wait for falling wedges, wait for cup and handle, wait for whatever. And I'm like, if you sit on a chart that has, any sort of ATR, average true range, like Tesla's is like 50 or 70, you're going to have opportunities. And if you don't, maybe you take a walk and the next time you're up, you can swing hard. That's kind of how that emerged. So, yeah. 
And going off of that, you know, I I had in in my notes here, like obviously, like when I first started, you you send out your yeah, kind of your playbook and, and what makes you your keys to success uh, on your style. Like you said, you know, you kind of have your own trading language that you put uh, and you make it comfortable for yourself. But you have said and always really preached the idea of a major confluence factor for you is the volume divergence. And then also you, you mentioned that you call yourself a pattern hunting trader. Now, what kind of made you comfortable with the pattern side of things as kind of your foundation of your trading style. I mean, I went back and reviewed trades and the one, the thing that made me the most money and the highest success rate was when I played off of patterns. Um, you know, we have these days where things will just drop level, 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 right? Maybe pit stop level. If it doesn't make like a bear flag though, I don't feel hundred percent comfortable getting in. I will get in but I will not get in with a full position. Um, but um, I was like, all right, that, that play was a rising wedge. That play was a symmetrical triangle, ascending triangle, which we haven't seen a lot of because when the market is dropping, you don't see a lot of ascending triangles. That's more mm -hmm. of a bull market thing. We see descending. Um, so in my notes, you know, the last two weeks or a month of me doing really well, I just saw it was always um those patterns and then i started looking for that so um you know maybe it's like a batter that's like all right i do really well with curveballs you know so they're going to try and fight off fastballs make the pitcher throw a curveball so that they can get something in their wheelhouse yeah um yeah so jordan like he started seeing patterns before me um or i would go to post it and he already posted it yeah so that was kind of huge for me because I never had anybody who would consistently like out pattern hunt me, I guess you could say. Yeah. And the fact that he was like 19, I was like, dude, like you need to work with me, please. So yeah, that, I just don't feel comfortable when something is just like rocketing up levels. I'm like, dude, with my luck, I get in and it reverses. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, so and that's kind of how that happened. Yeah. That, that kind of goes off of like, the psychology of, of the trading, which I, I find fascinating where, you know, with my luck, it'll reverse or it'll do the opposite of what I think of. And you really have kind of figured out a way to kind of have your, you know, your checklist, I kind of call it before you get into a, a trade. And you kind of mentioned that when you're going through your notes, when you feel comfortable, you're looking at your notes being like, okay, I, I'm most successful at, you know, my pattern trading and whatever pattern it may be. But when you're going through and reviewing your trades and you're, writing down your notes what are you writing down is this kind of like a, a a journal that you're just going through and kind of just reviewing it and your your p l or are you really kind of getting through the detail and the nitty-gritty to kind of find kind of doing a, a scattering report basically or, or film review like what what does that kind of look for look like for you um i definitely review the trades and think what was the rationale um like this morning you know tesla broke a little bit of an ascending triangle, uh, yeah, a little bit of an ascending triangle with the wicks, and it popped up and immediately got rejected. And we should have done puts, but when I look back at the candle bodies, it was more of a rising wedge on lowering volume. We should have identified it for puts right away, and that was yes. just this morning. Yep. Um, I look back. I'm always scrolling back. I haven't used TOS on demand too much because I just kind of scroll back and look and put a line and and you know look at where my entry exit would have been. But I've heard that TOS on demand is really good, which I don't know if TradingView has it, but you can go back in time to like this morning or Monday. Yeah. Um, play kind of replay. Yeah, you can replay yeah. kind of the day. Like watching game film. So I like to go back to the morning because we're watching one candle, two candle, and I will put my screen all the way over and see one, two, three. I'm just like sliding it over um, where my entry would have been. Um, you know, Bueller stresses the volume and I know people that don't even look at volume. Um, like that guy, Jake, that posts for trend spider every day. He yep. doesn't have volume on his chart period. And yesterday or today, I was just like, I would love to see this chart with the volume though, because like he has every chart right now broke out of the wedge and every it's curling. Like everybody this weekend was posting 
this is curling, that's curling. I'm like, everything is curling. And everything yesterday and today has back-tested that top trend line of the curl. So we either bounce off of it tomorrow or we could ride that trend line down more. And it's going to bounce off. I don't I don't see it falling back into the wedge. But anyway. Yeah. Um, but you could see where it's happening if you cover the chart and just put volume. You could be like, okay, what happened here? It's just like being in a car and you only watch the gas pedal. And you're like, okay, he's pushing the gas pedal. What's going to happen? Yeah, we're going to speed up or whatever, you know. So the volume is the gas pedal. Um, and w- when you hit these key points, if it's lower in volume, you know it's not going to break. It's not possible. Resistance has to be broken with rising volume. It's just how it works. You're going uphill. You're busting through a wall. You have to have volume. Um, so when that volume isn't there, boom, we get into puts. Um, that's just, you know, kind of one thing we do. Um, when you have these confluence points, but it's on lowering volume, it's going to reject it, you know? So, um, volume has been like kind of everything. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's probably the most incredible analogy I've ever heard about volume with the car and the gas pedal. That was, that was awesome. Um, but with, with that being said, you know, we kind of went through this last week where, everything that you see on the chart tells you one thing and then you know the opposite could happen or you know you're never going to be 100 percent on charts or how you're looking at your ta and whatnot when, when those types of things happen what's going through your mind or what do you tell people you know when they're like well it there was no volume and it's just consistently rising like this should have came back down but it's just next level up next level up what what's going through your thought process at that point are, are you just taking a step back i mean yes definitely taking a step back um you know you're if you draw those resistance points um anywhere that there's consolidation up is going to be like a, a resistance point you know like some previously failed bear flag um you get a rally uh, i'm sorry a drop base drop well, that base is now a resistance, right? It was support, it, draw, it lost support. So if you're drawing your lines correctly, um, price will pit stop in those areas. And what I like to do is if my, you know, let's say Tesla, right? Tesla closed today at like 740, 730, I don't know, something like that. So let's say 750 is, is resistance because it's a psych number and let's just say if that's my target i want to get out i don't this game of hot potato i don't want to be the one standing there with my with my dick in my hand yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna get out at 748 you know 50 749 20 um if my target is 749 my my limit sell let's say if i'm doing shares is 748.90.95. In yeah. my mind, everyone else is getting with that. And with my, I when I first started, I used to miss fills by like a penny or a dollar. And I'm like, I'm not gonna miss it. Like I'm, I'm gonna be the first one out as soon as it starts to do that. So, but if the volume comes in, especially if it's buying volume, people are getting out, and I'm riding through the resistance. And I'm like, it's rising volume. Why would I get out? So, like with volume, you don't have to guess is it going to break or not? Like, I'm like, the volume's rising. If the volume's lowering, it's it's not going to break. Um, and like, vo- volume's lowering here, hello, the, the the gas pedal isn't down. Like, it's, it's not going to break it, you know? It's just, it does happen sometimes, like you said, but if it does happen, to me, it just proves that that wasn't a big resistance level. Um, and sometimes you have a stock that's like, you were like, I don't have any, it has room down to 700, and it's 730. Well, for some random reason at 711, 708, it catches support and goes up. Why? Because charts, support and resistance is based on the past. And you have new buyers coming in and people could just decide, the algos could decide too, that I'm not, I'm not going to let it go past 708. Let's just say. So that previous support and resistance is based on previous buyer psychology. So... If Tesla has, you know, good news or Momo's in on it for whatever reason, it's not going to drop as much. It's just not. 
Yeah. So I always try to be, you know, a little bit early um, either way. It's tough to be early with patterns because, like, if you have a falling wedge, you just don't know where it's going to pop up at. I'm like, okay, lowering volume. The safest play is to wait for the volume to come in as it's breaking out of the wedge. But if you really want to be like a top-notch trader, like you think you're ready for this, you can start adding the wedge now. Look, the candles are losing momentum. Let's say the candle bodies are getting smaller and smaller. Volume is lowering and lowering. That means it's becoming more of a, of a fight for bulls and bears, especially if SPY is like in an uptrend. Yeah. Um, that falling wedge is going to pop. I don't know when. That's why I say scale in and scale out, you know, two, four, six, eight. You know, maybe you're like, all right, my full my full position is six contracts, two, four. Oh, it popped. I didn't get the last two. All good. You know, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned a few things also about, you know, whether there's news or, or Momo or, you know, the algos. You know, when you're going through your process and you're opening up the charts each day, you obviously are setting your your key levels and, and you're looking back, uh, you know, on, on the previous days or, or months or whatever it may, may be. How much are you kind of intaking or, or letting news kind of affect your decision making throughout the day? Is that kind of a big part of what you're looking at? Whether like, do you look at flows? No. Do you look at algos or news? Nope. Um, I do look at algos, but algos are seasonal, and this is my personal opinion. So, you know, someone's going to listen and say, that guy's wrong, you know. Um, algos are seasonal. They don't always work. Sometimes they work just like, if the trading ticks algos are up, you're like, oh, sweet, I have a falling wedge, and the algos are bullish, I'm going to get in. Sometimes I have a, if I have a falling wedge, everything's coming together and the algos are bearish, I'm like, I still will play it. I, w I won't base a trade entirely on that algo, entirely on the trading ticks algo. It's a helpful confirmation. Sometimes I'm looking at it all day. Um, and sometimes I don't look at it for months because I just, you know, don't care. And yeah. honestly, you look at more stuff when you're struggling. You're like, okay, let me add some flow. Let me add some this. Let me add some that. Um you remember on a major league, the movie when he's yep. like, Toronto needs a chicken because he's in the slump. <laughs> yep. Well, if he's not in a slump, he doesn't need a chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I think you can overthink it for sure. And I always post that YouTube of infiltrate the dealers, find the supplier. Simple. And that's because price action and volume. Simple. That's it. Just yeah. The volume confirms the price action. Like you said, sometimes it'll drop all day. Like today, I swung Tesla because we have lowering volume on the daily chart. Um, basically an inside bar from the bullish uh, price action from Friday. You know, we're still inside that. So I think this lowering volume sell today is on top of that trend line we were talking about. And it yep. closed over the nine. So we have lowering price. It closed over the 90 MA, which is 724.63. It closed at 740. It's about 734 after hours. So it could go to the downside, but we're going to get some sort of pop. And this pop is either exit your play, you know, even, or we really fly to like 780, 90, 800. Yeah. So to me, that's a good play. I, the algos were on the, the bullish side. You know, that, that's not why I took the play, but um, anyway, that's yeah. like a classic swing play that we will take. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I did the same thing uh, with a few Tesla calls, but so like, yeah, so when, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn. I'm also a degenerate. That's, you know, kind of my, my go-to, uh, but. I've been 750 calls. I mean, I'm, my strike isn't crazy. I know some people that took some 800s. Um, that's just too far out of the money for me yeah um, which is kind of what i was going to ask you next because uh, you know i feel like a lot of the people that at least i'm initially targeting are going to be having you know smaller accounts like you know like myself where i'm trying to do that this this challenge but that may not be able to play those big tesla contracts that are closer in the money like what outside of like spy like do you do you think it's a good idea for people to do out of the money plays with like Tesla or what's your feeling on that? And why don't you like it being that far out of the money? So 
the further out of the money you are, the smaller your window for um, profits. You know, if Tesla moves up, any stock moves up, your um, option is going to go green, but but it's going to go red even faster. They just, they're so, the risk is exponential on out of the money. And so you want Delta, like I'm looking at the option chain for, let me, let me talk about something else besides Tesla for once. Okay, so it says Apple closed at 148.71. The contract 148 that's that's in the money is the delta is 0 0.5017, so 0 0.50. The one strike out 49 is 0 0.40, then 0.31. Now the 152.5 strike, right? That's that's only a few dollars out, 0.13. So it's 13 basically. And two strikes up is 0.4. So the delta, two strikes closer to being at the money, let's see, 13, 26, and then what? About 40, right? 30, 26 plus, yeah, 40. So your delta is 3x by buying 149 instead of the 152. So you have three times the delta exposure. And by the way, the 155 strike is 0 0.04. <laughs> I mean, it's wildly different because your delta would have to 3x just to get from the 155 strike to the 152.5 strike. Now, it can, like, your out-of-the-money contracts, they have the opportunity to exponentially gain because it's a low probability of hitting. Um... So in the money or at the money, right? One strike out, whatever. Yeah. Delta's higher. You're paying for that though. Okay. Delta's higher. But if you mess up the timing a little bit, you know, instead of a spike candle, now it's more of a consolidation or you're like, shit, I didn't really get the spike. Now it's wicking on a retrace. Those out of the money contracts are red, dude. They are red, but closer to in the money, Delta's still very high it can wick out and you can, you know, small green or even because Delta is so high, you're still close to that being the money. But when Delta is small, it's like pennies versus dollars. It's just not enough. Now you get in low on Delta. Like I did on my big Tesla day, I rolled into out of the money. Cause I'm like, this chart really has room down. I'm going to roll right now. My profits on, on at the money, um, puts, and I put 650 bucks into out of the money, right? And if the trade went against me, I could have just broken even and I'm out of both calls and, you know, I'm even, right? I think it's okay to break even every single day and have green some days. Like, to me, that's okay. Because I would rather do that than scalp 40 bucks. Like, I'm not here to make $40. I'm just not. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, I had just, my success just, because I was doing out of the money too. I'm like, dude, they're so cheap. I can get 40 Apple calls for da da da. Well, Apple doesn't move $14 a day. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you, you mentioned that, and, and I love this, you're not here to make $40 a day, which I, I, I love. What is your end goal? Do you have an end goal? Or is this just something that you see as, you know, another source of income? Because uh, like I've always uh, felt like that you need you need more than one source of income to be successful and comfortable. When you, like when you say that, I just am nodding my head. I'm driving, listening to you, and you're like, you have to have multi streams of income, and I'm just like, yes, I've always wanted that. Teaching, I I make good money, but it's set. You know, mm -hmm. I I try and be the best teacher I can be. I want the students to be like, you know, he's the teacher that's helped me the most. Um, I just had students that graduated from Dixie state and they're like, you inspired me to be a teacher and all this. It just fills my heart. It's like, it's so fulfilling. It's amazing. Um, about the same time, like I want to take my family on vacation. Mm -hmm. you know? Um, 
if I ever, I don't think I would ever buy like a Lamborghini. I would probably rent it because I just don't, I just don't see the point. You know, I just don't. Um, <laughs> my son, my son has autism. You know, I really want to get him like the best care possible. We're, yep. we're doing uh, at the end of this month, a workshop for him on um, this behavioral thing. It's all out of pocket. Um, That's amazing. You know, I can't, I can't pay for that with my teaching salary. Yeah. Like, I just can't house payment. Um, I don't have an extra 1200 bucks lying around to do that workshop. Yeah. So, um, but there's, there's always going to be another thing that you feel like you want to be able to provide. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, my, I've heard students are like, I want to do cheer. And my parents say no, you know, and, and God bless them. Their parents probably work three jobs and, you know, I don't know, work for the post office and then Amazon and they're never home and they still can't do cheer. And these people work so damn hard, you know, my heart goes out to them. Um, and so having my son who's now four, it just lit a fire under me to be like, I never want him to be limited. I have amazing insurance. Like it's all in my head. We're not limited. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm just like, I don't know, man. You know, like that's what I was like. I should just like reward myself, which I've never done. I don't, I don't even wear a watch. I don't have an eye watch. I don't have, you know, the, my big splurge is, um, I don't know if you know rainbow sandals in New yep. Jersey. Yep. Oh, okay. So I live like about an hour away from the rainbow headquarters in San okay. Clemente, California. And so I'll drive down there every, you know, three years or so whenever I need new ones and buy like the best sandals they have the best leather. They're like, this is elk leather or something. I don't even know. I'm like, I wear sandals so much. That's what I'm doing. That's my splurge, right? <laughs> I but love it. If there's some specialist at UCLA for my son, like, I don't, I'm not going to start a GoFundMe. Like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to trade. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what it, that's kind of what it became for me. So. Um, uh, yeah. There's always going to be something. And I feel like uh, at least for me, and it sounds like for you too, the biggest fear for me is being complacent. I, I hate being yeah. complacent and, and being okay with just, and content. I think being content is the scariest place you can be in life. You know, I, I yeah. think there's always needs to be that next thing, whatever it is, whatever your motivation is. Um, Absolutely. I don't get complacency, um, accepting mediocrity. I just don't get. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I got, cause I know uh, I, we're already at like 45 minutes and I don't want to take up too much of your, your night, but um, I, I, <laughs> all right. Uh, so I got a few questions for you on because obviously so my, my um my major was communications and my like classmates in college they went into sales teaching um a lot of them went into sales yep and i'm not like the salesman at heart like i know you do sales um but i i mean i guess i'm in sales now you know the, what i loved about sales is just there's unlimited potential unlimited and, you know, I will never bug people and be like, yes, I post like, join us. You know, this guy made this much money. But if people are like, no, I don't do trading. That's the end of it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you, you've done a few. Well, first of all, I, my, my family is uh, a family full of, full of teachers. So I have like three or four generations of teachers. I didn't go that route. But I think teachers are the best salesmen in the world because you have to convince kids that what you're telling them is important enough to listen and pay attention. Um, yeah. And then, but to, to with, uh, with teaching or not even teaching, but selling, you know, you say join us and, and, but you really don't do too much marketing because like you said, your testimonials and, and people kind of having that organic conversations where you grew organically, but also the discord has grown organically pretty rapidly just based on peer to peer conversations and people, kind of giving you praises outside of you posting it yourself. Um, yeah. So that's huge. Yeah, my I, I visited my, my grandpa in uh, Utah. When was this? Uh, March. And my cousin, I've been trying to get him to trade with us. And he's all like, yeah, I told my, I told my roommate, I'm going to go visit my cousin. He's in town. He's actually like, he has a small following on Twitter for stocks and stuff. And he's like, oh, who is it? And he's like, oh, I know who that is. And he's like, my, my roommate knew who you were. And I have like 6,000 followers. It's not 10, 20, you know, thousand. And I mean, he could be lying. Why would he lie? I don't know. But I was like, that's kind of cool, I guess, you know, that's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
It is. You know, I want ten thousand followers. I feel like that's like a um, five a five figure like validation point. Twitter doesn't let you do certain things until you have ten thousand. Um, after that, I kind of don't care. I will say though, every time like once I got to three thousand, I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah. Five now six. I'm almost at seven thousand. The DMs and trolls get pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. For the people that have forty thousand, I don't know how they do it. I just, I, I, yeah, I cannot imagine to be honest with you. It, it's yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, and kind of going off of that, you know, you've obviously grown pretty rapidly, like you said, and we've kind of touched on. But if you could kind of go back and give yourself a piece of advice to when you first started trading, what would you tell yourself? I would say don't be scared because like i said i was just too scared to trade tesla in the beginning i wouldn't even paper trade it and i would see people make you know good money because it moves um paper trade way more i thought every second and every trade i spent paper trading was like me losing money mm -hmm. because i'm like i could be really trading and then i would lose money humble myself i would definitely paper trade a lot more if i could go back yeah um and then yeah, what do you, you know, uh, I, I was gonna say everything, every person that started like came in the discord in the beginning, like Troy and, and um, a lot of others, um, you know, Jeb, he was there, I think before you but we, we did, we did Tesla, Doc, I was trading with Doc for like a year before mm -hmm. he came in. It was all relationships, you know, um, it, like chop, I, I said, hey, our testimonial thing is open now um someone go leave one we don't have any testimonials it looks like we don't know what we're doing and then chop went in there and posted if you go into testimonials and scroll to the top he posted dms from him and i from like two years ago and he was like i commented on yeah he goes i commented on a zach morris tweet or he saw that i commented on his tweet about a tweet about something I had no idea who Keanu Trades was, da, da, da. and thank God he did, because now I'm learning so much in his Discord. And this is from December 2020. He was asking about Blink, B-L-N-K. Mm -hmm. And then once I opened the Discord, he was like, oh, I'm in. Because 18 months earlier, him and I DM'd. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I know. I'm going to sell this guy in 18 months. Like, it's just like, be consistently nice and kind. Like, Gary V. It's all Gary V shit, dude. I love Gary V. Yeah. Like, be kind every time. You know, I, I met Holly like 10 years ago in in Hollywood at Comedy Club. Like, I never in a million years thought I'm going to be close to this guy. I, I met so many comics, and once Holly got into, uh, you know, finance podcasts, I was like, dude, I want a jack-of-all-trades Discord. Like, I had a channel that was uh, based on sneakers, which didn't really take off. Um, we've had a lot of channels that were like, oh, that didn't work, which is fine. But Holly's like, oh, dude, I, I love it. And he, you know, he brought his podcast in. If he yep. doesn't do his podcast and I don't follow him, we never talk again. And he's been great, you know. So it's all relationships. I think if you if you burn bridges and stuff, like, you're going to have a hard time um, helping people out. Like, I did a um, I did a one-on-one -on -one the other morning. This guy scheduled, paid me for 6 a.m. to 6.15. At 6.16, he's like, oh, you got to go. I go, no, we can talk until, like, yeah. You know, so um, yeah, dude. Always be nice and kind, and and be willing to listen. Nobody likes to know it all. I I can definitely come across as a know it all, but I'll tell you what. The reason why I am that way is because I get so many questions every day, and I genuinely just want people to know they can be empowered to, you know, like I said, go to Mexico on your trading, like vacation like re, like i said remodel your kitchen um the first thing i ever did making money was i bought my wife a uh, macbook her computer was shitty as hell so shitty and i was like here you go i had like three grand like the first three grand that i made that was like free and clear and stuff she's like this is from trading socks I was like yeah she's like no way i was like yeah here you go 
<laughs> That's awesome. You should keep doing this. You know, keep doing this. So yeah, a hundred percent. And so, like I said, I gotta give you praise because you're five months in. I, I'll tell you right now, you're ahead of where I was five months in. Well. Um, it's a long way to go long way to go for sure uh that's why I, you know i'm kind of using this as one uh, a way for you know this in the site to kind of almost teach myself to um you know putting all this random stuff out there so that people can hopefully you know relate to what we're all going through right now so uh, that's kind of my goal at the end of the day too yeah man 100 and i mean i we want to be welcoming um, we've had people come in for two days and cancel and I'm thinking like, okay, I don't know, you know, I don't know what's going on in your life, but I really want people to tell us, Hey, like you said, welcoming. Um, I get so many DMS. People are just terrified to talk in the main channel. And I'm like, your question will be answered faster because you know, Garrity Porter Dodge, whoever yeah. going to jump in and say, this is the answer. Why do you use a CMA? Whatever it might be um i cannot field every question you know i just i just can't that's why i'm, I'm terrified to have twenty thousand followers i don't know what that looks like i feel a little bit um spread thin trying to answer things now so and i'm okay with that's that. part like of I it said, i think it's validation getting to yeah. ten thousand. but um it's not something that, to... that you feel like you need to have it's something that it's no. a nice to have mm -mm. dude it yeah. felt so good that i i started tweeting and i put people can only reply if I follow them or if they're mentioned or something like that, mm -hmm. that helps so much. I mean, it's just, yeah, I, uh, I'm I, sure people make a Twitter and want to learn. And I'm glad I've, I've, I was there, you know, uh, I have another Twitter that has no followers that I go on all the time. I, no one knows what it is because I want to be able to, you know, look at things, tweet, yeah. reply, you know, um, yeah. Kind of like a, a, a burner. Yeah. Burner. <laughs> I'm so excited to see where Jordan, you, um, this guy, Nex, you know, um, there's so many people in the Discord that are just on the first chapters of this of this journey. And my goal is to really get all you guys like you like you're like, hey, I want my own channel, da da da. You know, not everybody's like that, but once you find your your niche and your style. And then where it's at in six months, in a year, I, I'm really excited to see that because I've kind of found my spot, you know. Yeah. Um, you're gonna incorporate patterns with something, you know. And 100. percent Can't wait to see where that's at and to be like, dude, I remember you were five months in. Now you're 18 months in. Like, you know, it's just like following maybe a local guy in the minor leagues. Yeah, that's the goal, man. That's what, trying to do it all together. That's one thing that you've done an incredible job of is, is building that kind of culture in the Discord, which is kind of rare where, you know, we want everyone to succeed. You know, <laughs> we can all make money. You can all do well. It's not, oh, look at how much I made. It's how can we all make money? Um, Absolutely. Which is Absolutely. which is awesome and, and rare. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it makes me feel good, man. I mean... I'm, I'm blown away by the community we have. Uh, I used to make fun of people, I guess you could say, for people that would be like, I played Roadblocks, and I'm like, oh, you're internet friends, cool, you know. But, um, <laughs> I'm texting you if you're not in there, or Porter. I'm like, oh, yeah. Been, dude? yeah. He's like, oh, I've had, I've had meetings. I'm like, dude, you've had meetings? What are you talking about? Like, internet <laughs> yeah. friends need you. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not in right away in the morning or something at nine thirty, I get like a text from a few people being like, "Is everything okay?" It's great. Yeah, it's great. It's like, who are these people? Yeah, uh, yeah. Trying to explain that one. Yeah. yeah, we were having dinner and and you called me and uh, your you know <laughs> Matrix name came up. She was like, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, She's like, what is this secret? Yeah, life yeah. Who is this Keanu? Yeah. Um, okay, so. Your IG stories is stuff, man. It's not just like, hey, numbers. We're we're a little community. I do want to get out there this summer, man. Just like. A hundred percent. Weekends or something. That'd be yeah, cool. yeah. A hundred percent. We gotta do well. Then what we do do is an actual like in person uh, podcast. You, me, and Hallie. 
doing it here like on the deck or something like that and just getting all of us to shoot the shit for a bit. I'm down, dude. Yeah. I, doubt, I definitely want to do that. I need to find like some, some good rates. The uh, travel rates have been crazy. Everybody's been yeah. cooped up for two years. I know. Dude, I used to play travel stocks every day. I'd be like, okay, worst flow going travel. I just felt like I, I felt like a ping pong ball. I felt like I can't keep up with um whatever sector is moving today and so when i just was like i'm gonna watch facebook tesla apple uh, microsoft spy amazon sometimes square yeah you you definitely have your core group of stocks that you really focus on yep yeah exactly i love it you know after i did that cut the noise out you know someone's like oh watch there's nvidia sweeps okay i go to the chart is it in a pattern i like to play if it is maybe i'll play it but if, but the sweeps and stuff can be important but imagine trying to follow all that why yeah yeah 100 percent. like you said keeping it simple and and you know the less is more essentially and being good at those those few things really well and, and kind of following those rules um mm-hmm. but i i got i got go ahead i was gonna say you know how i grew my account from small this is how i did it i thought to myself i'm gonna take two to three trades for the entire week and i'm gonna do put my entire account on it because i'm at you know 700 bucks 800 bucks whatever i was at 400 and i thought i just have to wait for the perfect pitch right i have to wait for the perfect trade and I would see, you know, a triangle or whatever I liked. And I would say, this is damn near 100% conviction. Yeah. And sometimes I'd enter the trade. And you have to have a tight stop loss if you're doing that, right? So I'm talking like 10%, <laughs> yeah. 12%. And sometimes I would get stopped out and it would fly. Fine, you mistimed it. But I would keep doing that. And, okay, let's say $500 account. 10%, you're down 50 bucks. 10%, you're down 45 but by the third time of you finding quote the perfect trade, you're getting a hundred percenter now instead of you know instead of five four hundred now you're eight hundred. So I that's how I grew it from being small. You're basically full porting. You just I hate to say it, you know I it's not best practice to full port, but if you lose that money, the next time you come up with four hundred bucks, do it again. And, and the time it works, you're gonna get those lessons, and now you're at sixteen hundred bucks. You know, like you're going to have to cut back on your life. And dude, if you're spending your, you know, that Dr. Dre song, yep. um, been in the lab with a pin of the pad trying to get this damn label off. Okay. If the best part about working, the best part about working is you can't spend money if you're working. So if you're studying stocks and you're not going to fucking Dave and Buster's or wherever you go, you're, you're in the lab working and you're not spending money. Period. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. All right. I, I got one last question for you before uh, we wrap it up. And that is because of being the degenerate pieces of shit that I am and what this podcast and site represents. What has been your biggest degenerate moment in? trading options good or bad oh god well good was that friday i hit that it it went 2890% it did not get to 3000 it did not get to 2900 it was 2890 and i was sitting there trying to get the screenshot i'm like I'm only in this for the game porn at this point. Yeah. Because I was so deep in the money that like you can't lose, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little asterisk there that uh, I think I called that play out uh, in the Discord, but uh, yeah, I did not oh leave a runner, God. so I got screwed. I mean, <laughs> okay, something that no one really ever told me about that I mean I feel like I kind of fletched onto is when contracts are cheaper. Later in the week, stocks run more. Just they're they're cheaper. People buy them more. So Mondays, 
on Mondays, stuff doesn't move as much, and later in the week, it moves a lot more. That's just my personal volatility increases, and shit moves more. So I used to call them on Twitter Tesla Fridays because Tesla would move on Fridays, Thursdays too. But anyway, um, I have been up 200% multiple times, didn't take profits countless times. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially on SPY same days, I'm in a runner and I'm like, oh, cool, I'm up 200%. So it should be up 800, right? And then you get some candle, you're 13%. You're like, oh, well, it's going to bump. Now I'm at a loss. I've done that before. Um, definitely degen. But you get to a point, which is bad and good, of it's not even money anymore. It's just numbers. By the time you're green enough that, like, you know, you don't, I'm not going to say need the money, but it's like, it's not, it's not like your house payment, right? It's, yeah. it's just, you're just, it's a video. But you said game. you're not playing scared. It's just numbers on the screen where you can play it like that and it's not tangible. And you need to kind of look at it like that, not not being so kind of, yeah, like you said, scared or timid. Yeah, so people people get PTSD, you know, and I'm like, take this play. I only got one. I'm out. I'm like, what the? And I'm like, tell me about your trading. Like, and they're like, oh, you know, I played NVIDIA. I played whatever it was. And um, I lost this much percentage. I lost this much. And I'm like, okay, you can't move forward because you have PTSD. And it's normal. But, you know, my brother in a, in a little league, I, I still remember going to his, his game and he got hit with the baseball. It was like the first year that they pitched. He got hit hard, like in the back. Yeah. And for the rest of the season, he would, he stepped in the batter's box and he was super far away. Okay. And as soon as the pitch left the pitcher's hand, he backed out of the box, like running. And he never shook it and didn't even sign up for Little League again. It's like the yips. That was it. Yeah. 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 You know, it's PTSD. Like, have you been in a car accident? No. Okay. Well, I have. We don't have cars here on the East Coast. Okay. So, the t getting back into a car after your car accident is terrifying. You I'm sure. Driving like an old person. Um, you know, I still remember driving and hearing a tire screech. Just someone, you know, they put on the gas pedal a little too hard. And you're like, oh, sh like, you're just so hyper. Yeah, you get spooked. Da, da, da. You're spooked. So it gets like that. You know, I suggest seriously EMDR, which is for PTSD. Um, that's where you look at a light bar going back and forth. You know, those in like uh, cartoons, they would have a stop uh, pocket watch going back and forth. Yep. Okay, it's like hip hypnosis, but it's EMDR. It's for your PTSD. There's different PTSDs like that, like tapping, um, all this stuff from the yips, which you're familiar with, which is good. But yeah. it's getting back in the saddle again. And people have these massive losses, percentage-wise, and they're unwilling to get multiple contracts after that. And I'm like, you need a paper trade, man. Like, people need to paper trade. And yes, there's a delay. Yes, TOS has a delay. Like, a contract is something, I get in, I'm big red, like, could be 18% or, or up 18% right away. And I'm like, that's not right. So I'm looking forward to using the Weeble paper trading. I hope it's more accurate. I don't know. I haven't really done it yet. Yeah. Um, but we should be taking practice swings every day, and that's that's paper trading. So I think it's vital. You know, we've been using blue chip a lot, which is good because it's just easy. But I really want to get into the Weeble paper trading a lot more. Um, you know, if you're going to load your account with three grand and you're like, what should I do? I'd like open up an account. Now I told, I'm not going to say names. I told someone in the discord that blew up their account. How much you want to put in? He's like, I'm going to put in four grand. I'm like, put buy four shares of Tesla or five, whatever that comes out to. I think it's four, right? Cause 800 bucks and paper trade. And the next time you get paid, maybe you'll have another four grand. Great. From what it sounds like. Put in another four grand. You're still paper trading, right? Now it's at two months or whatever it is. Now you have eight grand and you've been paper trading for over two months. I promise you it will go better because you need a buffer with options all the time, at least once or twice a week. I buy something that goes against me and I have to average in and I get out on a pop even or small green. I do that all the time.
I don't alert that because people will wreck their ass. Mm -hmm. But I, I do it because I'm like, shit, it's going against me. All right, well, you know, I'm down 20% or 30%. Let me let me double my position. Now I'm only down 15. Now when it spikes up on this candle, which is going to fake out because now it's in a downtrend and I'm in calls, I cut even. There you go. I do that like two yeah. times a week. Yeah. It's just managing your trade. I love it. I love it. Yes, uh, sir. That's amazing. Uh, I mean, this went a lot longer than I expected, which is awesome. Uh, and it was unreal conversation. Um, but yeah, this is definitely going to be something I'm going to be having you uh, bother you about to come back on and asking a shit ton of questions and um, cool, kind of getting inside the brain of Keanu. I don't want to be a know-it-all. I do not want to be a know-it-all. I'm just... I... I really want to convey what I've learned and I really want to empower people and, and you know, if if our members start their own discords and get a following, I would just be so proud of them. Keanu Trades, a legend, a goat. Appreciate you, Daddy. We'll see you in the, uh, yes, the voice uh, tomorrow morning. Yes, sir. We'll do it. All right. Later, Later boss.